up everyone welcome to episode 83 of rock the dragon a dragon ball super podcast i'm your host tim bridgewater thank you guys for joining me again this week we are about halfway through the month of october happy uh halloween month to everybody i've been talking for the past couple weeks about my lack of deciding on a character uh to dress up as for halloween it's still the same thing this week i mean i have an idea i have an idea once again there's a possible but shit man it's the 14th now <laughs> we're still i'm gonna be here on the next episode of the podcast saying the same thing oh i guess we'll make this costume happen at the last possible minute i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm not gonna stress over it too much because i do have a couple of backup plans things to fall back on the temperature is finally starting to kind of dip down a little bit in louisiana so that's great uh, a lot of exciting stuff coming uh, in the future in terms of uh, the podcast some couple things I'm working on I know I kind of talk about it not lasting forever and I still don't know if that'll happen or not once again you guys continue to show your love and support and share the podcast and subscribe and like and all that make it much more likely but for the more near future I do have a couple things in the works okay one of those being we're going to do another giveaway at some point right now I can probably assume it'll be somewhere around Christmas because that'll probably make the most amount of sense but we may be able to do more than one we may be able to do one before that so once again if you'd like to donate anything uh, any Dragon Ball related prizes that you want to may go out and purchase or something like that send them to me and maybe I can put together some sort of a prize pack uh, for some sort of a giveaway uh, once again I have listener Chris who's supposed to be sending me something uh, it was a very good idea very cool nice of him to do that and ask him to do that but it was super cool because he just wanted to help out he wanted to make the podcast grow uh, mm, I should get a red cap that says make the podcast grow you think people wear that <laughs> uh yeah okay so um yeah once again obviously uh go like the facebook page facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast uh send me an email if you have any questions comments concerns about anything for our email segment called what are you saying i don't have any emails or messages for this week i did get a few photos that steven has been kind of sharing with me on facebook steven recently attended new york comic-con and dragon ball uh, appeared to have a pretty big presence there. He sent a couple of photos over. Uh, I think they had a, I don't know, I'm not sure if they had a panel or they at least had a booth of some sort set up um, that was sort of promoting the new Broly film. So you can see a couple of photos like that over on the Facebook page. That's incredibly exciting. I wish I could have been there, <laughs> but uh, I didn't even know about it. I mean, obviously, there's always some sort of con going on somewhere and, um, yeah, I would love to just be able to attend one of these one year where there's a big Dragon Ball sort of presence going on. So I'll be looking into that myself uh, in the near future to try to see what could happen. So, Steven, I'm very jealous of that. And thank you for sharing those photos with me. Uh, so we're not we don't have too much stuff here to kind of talk about before we get into the episode talk. Because once again, I don't have any emails, but I do want to mention this because I've been talking about this um, for a couple weeks ever since 
the last two times I went around, you know, most of the month of September was kind of crazy because I was out for two weeks. I will be out of town again uh, starting next weekend. So today is Sunday, October the 14th. Uh, Saturday, October the 20th, I will be leaving town again for about four to five days. Okay. And considering the fact that that's when the next episode of the of the show airs on the 20th, obviously I won't be able to do the podcast for a couple days, but it shouldn't be as bad as it was before. Cause I'll just be gone for a few days. I'll be back. I'll do the new podcast episode as soon as I get back. So maybe somewhere around Wednesday or Thursday, um, the following week. I may be able to get it up and then we'll be back on a regular schedule until or unless, you know, Dragon Ball does something weird. I'm not sure if they're going to be because, you know, sometimes we don't get an episode when it comes time for a holiday. I'm not sure if they consider uh, Halloween a holiday. I don't remember what they did last year for that. Like, I'm not sure if we got an episode or not. Um, so I'm not sure if we'll get an episode of Dragon Ball Super. But obviously, you know, we will just hang on and we'll for the ride and we'll see. We'll kind of see what happens. So. Once again, episode 84 of the podcast will be delayed by a couple of days because I will be out of town once again. So uh, with that being said, let's just go ahead and get to the point here, man. Uh, you know, things are kind of calming down here a little bit in the Dragon Ball world at the moment as they try to jump into the situation and get prepared for the tournament of power so of course this episode of rock the dragon podcast episode 83 is going to cover episode 83 of dragon ball super titled fill the all seventh universe team who are the mighty 10 okay so uh, based on that title you you think <laughs> you think this episode is going to be about Okay, let's dedicate an entire episode to figuring out who's going to be on Universe 7's team for the Tournament of Power. You know, maybe they'll go into this sort of elaborate explanation of every character and why they chose every character and all of that. But no, it's not. It's really not that. So I don't, <laughs> don't, I'm a little bit confused as to why they titled it something like this because that's not what it is. That's actually a very small part of the episode uh, is having a conversation about who the fighters will be on the team. There's a lot of other stuff going on here, including Boma having a bait or baby and shit. So there's a lot of stuff to kind of cover in this episode. So let's just kind of jump into it and start from the beginning here. Uh, so the episode starts off with, uh, a, first of all, there's this shot of all this food and every, <laughs> I'm sure this was a thousand percent intentional. And they probably just wanted to sort of make fun of this, but every single item on this table has the capsule corp logo on it. <laughs> and like they don't even try to hide that like it's just there and it's like jesus what like even the plates have the capsule corp logo on it is there anything capsule corp does not make that is a good question right because you would think it would be well it's mostly electronics it's mostly capsules right that's their whole thing they make these capsules that open up and turn into all these things but like plates and shit man there must be one hell of a conglomerate sort of monopoly in the Dragon Ball world with Capsule Corp. Like, they must be the only corporation that exists. They just make everything for the entire planet. I mean, that's the the idea I'm getting here based on all of this. Uh, but yeah, not only that, they, <laughs> Chi-Chi's singing this song, okay? This, this bum-bum song, this tum-tum song, which I just thought was really silly, but kind of funny, but also very Dragon Ball-like. I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of 
bigger meaning behind that. Maybe maybe in Japan than than here, but it's cool. They're just singing a silly song about a baby coming out and showing his bum bum. <laughs> you know, people have these little weird sort of traditions and 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 little things that they do to sort of uh, they try to you know make childbirth better or different depending on whatever they want to use for that sort of decision, you know, and like maybe this is one of those things, I guess them singing a song and also the exercises that they're doing is supposed to sort of like make the baby come sooner and it be more peaceful and, and, and less stressful, or whatever. I just thought it was very funny. Uh, it's kind of a creepy song in a way, though, too. Uh, but yeah, so all the our current crew, they arrived there. Uh, and surprise Chi Chi and Chi Chi's preparing a bunch of food. She's saying, hey, Boma's about to have her baby. So I didn't know what to do. So I started making a bunch of food, which is perfect for our crew. Beerus is taking a couple sniffs. We know this is the whole reason he wanted to come back here to begin with. Of course, Goku has no reason to complain about there being a bunch of food around. So we kind of know we're about to get sort of one of those relaxed episodes in between, uh, which is okay because, you know, you have to have these episodes where it's not a bunch of fighting and not a bunch of action. It has to be some heartwarming moments in the middle. There has to be some conversation, some discussion. There has to be, they have to create these moments in between all the action to make you care about the action when it happens. It has to show you what they're fighting for, right? Like these stakes, these, these, these fights that they go through won't mean anything if you don't understand the world that they're trying to protect. So that's why I don't mind these little episodes in between, especially if they're entertaining or moderately entertaining. And I consider this one moderately entertaining. I mean, I I wasn't super impressed with this episode, but it wasn't a bad episode. It was just kind of like an okay sort of thing. It, and there were some touching moments in it, so I'll, I'll let it slide. Is it just me? Or did they sort of uh, backslide into the old uh, animation style? A little bit like the art style the tones and the shifts a little bit here i don't know if it's that or if i'm just getting so used to the new style that my eyes have become adjusted to it but I'm, i feel like i'm noticing it a lot less in this episode there's some shots in here that just look like regular dragon ball super like the way it looked before and with that being said some of the art in this episode isn't the greatest either <laughs> like some of these moments where you see goku and gohan standing there they just don't look right uh, so I'm not sure what happened with this episode. Maybe they just decided, okay, we'll just cut back on the budget a little bit for this episode because we apparently have all this super fucking exciting tournament of power stuff coming up and we want to save the money for that. I, I don't know, but um, it's not a big complaint about it. It's just kind of an observation that I was making. So yeah, they're singing this song and doing this exercise, taking up Vegeta's training room as if there's not anywhere else in this entire compound that they live at to do this shit. And why do they need a room that big? Because Bulma's like apologizing for it. She's like, sorry, Vegeta, uh, for taking up the space in your training room. And he's like, yeah, now I'm starting to get flabby. So thanks for that. Uh, as if they needed that massive room for her, Pilaf, Chu, and Mai. But <laughs> whatever. It's just another way to inconvenience Vegeta, I guess. Uh, with that being said, it's nice to see Vegeta again. I mean, you know, we ha we haven't seen him a couple episodes. I kind of missed him, <laughs> believe it or not. So it's kind of get it's kind of cool to get him back uh, on here now. And there's this moment between he and Trunks, where Trunks is like, "You you uh, you're worried about mom, aren't you?" And he's like, "Yes." Like he, and then he kind of realizes right after he says that <laughs> that he's that he's like, "Oh, I just I just you know I just had a vulnerable moment." 
I can't let anyone know that I actually care. So yeah, you quickly see his face kind of react to, to saying that. Uh, so yeah, we, you know, we get a moment between, you know, he, he and Goten and Trunks are there and he's, you know, he's just kind of denying caring and feeling anything. Cause that's what he does. He says he's going to go off the train somewhere nearby. The kids want to come along and train too. He says, no, you can't stick around here. Trunks, you're supposed to be putting together the baby's crib anyway. Right. So I like these moments like this because it does make it feel, it makes Vegeta feel like a father. It makes him feel like, it makes him feel like a real family, <laughs> you know? I mean, we arguably, like, I don't even want to get into this, but, you know, there's been some discussion on whether or not Vegeta's a better father than Goku, you know, like, because at least he's around, right? Like, when his wife is having a baby, he wants to be there. Meanwhile, Go I mean, Goku was dead when, when Goten was born. It wasn't his fault. Plus, he's just, that's just Goku, man. He just doesn't, he doesn't think about shit the way everyone else does. <laughs> Even Vegeta, a guy who came to Earth to conquer it and kill everybody. And now he's like chilling and saying, hey, look, my baby's coming. I'm not going anywhere. So once again, I've said this in the past, I, I, and I truly believe that Vegeta is the most well-developed character in all of Dragon Ball. You know what I mean? Like. He, they spent so much time developing Vegeta, Vegeta's character that, and, and I'm like, I'm not complaining about that at all. I think that's a great thing because he's, and that's why he's one of the best characters in the series, because you understand his motivations and everything about him, because he had all of these moments of self-searching and, and we got to see flashbacks and we understood how he grew up and his relationship with Frieza and and his 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 trouble of of, of trying to be the strongest and being a prince and losing his father and losing his planets relationship with Nappa his jealousy of Goku his self struggle to want to go back to being the sort of super strong you know super cold Vegeta but falling weak to love and being a father and I mean we just got all this shit on Vegeta so um, yeah it's good it's just it's cool to see him in this place right now so I, I think it's pretty dope um yeah, so they're all just kind of eating. Uh, they're all just kind of eating. And, and Supreme Kai sort of mentions the possibility of saying, OK, maybe we should start talking about who our team is going to be. And Beerus is saying that, well, if you're going to rush me, you can just pick them yourself, <laughs> but they better be good. OK, so they kind of start throwing out names. Uh, but before that, Gohan does ask a really good question. And I really I was this is this is the kind of improvement in writing that i've been talking about in super uh yeah a lot i mean the first half of super wasn't that great but then once they started actually caring about the writing you can see stuff like this like an example of gohan asking this question that i would have asked and is a question that i was going to ask um if there are any other worlds in universe 7 that we should be looking at in terms of putting together this team like that, it makes sense that they would ask that question, right? I mean, you wouldn't just assume that all 10 fighters need to come from planet Earth. Now, they will. <laughs> They're still going to end up coming from planet Earth, but at least they sort of acknowledge the question. At least they brought it up and says, okay, we're at least going to consider the possibility that there could be some other stronger fighters uh, out there somewhere else because it, it is, it's Universe 7 in this tournament. It's not planet Earth, right? 
So there are other planets in this universe. And Supreme Kai says, well, Sadala isn't here anymore. Vegeta isn't here. And Namek, that leaves about 28 other planets out there. And Gohan is asking, do you think of anyone else out there is strong enough? And he's saying that it's hard to say because he's never observed them all in their in perspective from the perspective of their combat abilities. And this is something else that I appreciate about it. Once again, this this is good writing here. OK, because one of the main questions I've always had in a Dragon Ball world is what do these Kais do? OK, what, what purpose do they really serve? Because it seems like they just sit around doing nothing. And now we start to see the effects of that. And even the characters on the show are starting to question that because Beerus himself is saying that's why we rank so low in the eyes of Grand Zeno is because you haven't been doing your job. You're supposed to be watching these mortals and making you know, and making sure they're up to par in terms of the universes. And Supreme Kai hasn't really been doing that. So that kind of explains why he isn't aware that any of the other fighters in the other worlds could be that strong because he hasn't been looking at them in that way because he hasn't been doing shit, I guess. <laughs> and even when he's been doing shit, he's been focusing most of his attention on Earth. Right. So. <clears throat> so I like the fact that they're saying that that's part of the reason why we're in this problem to begin with is because you haven't been doing your job. So I think that's a pretty cool story related sort of way to answer those questions that I've been having about what do these guys do? And you can't blame Beerus, I guess, because he's been asleep. <laughs> and apparently, I don't know. I mean, I've always assumed that that's something normal for the destroyer gods to just sleep for like 20 years. Um, you know, and so I think it's safe to assume every other destroyer guy does the same thing. They've never really made it seem like that was something that he just chose to do. So it's pretty much been left up to uh, Supreme Kai. Now, there's some comments here from Elder Kai as well. He says something about, you know, he sort of he can't believe that they rank where they are and how they they would kind of stand in comparison to the other universes and the, the percentage of the chance of winning and et cetera. And he's saying that it <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing and makes him wish he would have stayed in the Z sword. And Beerus is saying that, hey, look, you better you should close your mouth because if we lose this thing, you'll be vaporized, too. Now, here's here's something. just having this little conversation between the two of them. has kind of made me wonder some things. Um, you know, it, it's safe to assume that since Elder Kai is no longer the Supreme Kai, that his connection to the Destroyer God would be severed. Right. Like because we learned in Dragon Ball Super that if a Supreme Kai is killed, the Destroyer God disappears, too, and vice versa. So I think that doesn't I just I'm assuming that doesn't apply to Elder Kai, because even though he was Supreme Kai, whenever he was trapped in the Z sword, I guess the gods, the universe, whoever does this, does this had to appoint a new Supreme Kai and they made Shin. But the question is, is that before Shin was appointed Supreme Kai was Beerus linked to Elder Kai? I guess it's safe to assume that he was, but or or. Was there another destroyer god before Beerus that was linked to Elder Kai? Because Elder Kai is very old, right? I mean, they they went out of their way to make him really old. Look at him. <laughs> Look at the way they drew him. They gave him like this mustache. He just he looks like an old version of Shin. 
So was there an old version of a destroyer god who looked just like Beerus before Beerus? Was Beerus the destroyer god that was linked to Elder Kai? Or I'm probably asking a bunch of questions that the writers have never even thought about <laughs> okay but that's why i do this podcast right to just kind of throw out these theories and questions and shit and hopefully you guys have theories and questions and then you'll you'll write me and we'll talk about it like 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 buddies do you know what i mean uh so yeah that's just something i was thinking about i was watching the episode i'm like huh there's two kai's and one of them is linked to beerus is the other one not or whatever but um it's kind of making my head hurt a little bit kind of thinking about it but so yeah and you know they get around this whole question of should we go to other planets to look for fighters by simply saying we don't have enough time to go planet hopping right now because they don't and bam that's it sometimes that's all it takes you know a simple quick explanation just like that it's like okay we're thinking not all the fighters should come from planet earth because this is a universe versus universe battle but for the sake of story and not having to waste time of them going find a bunch of other fighters that we as the audience don't already know and we get to see these fighters that we do know and have been waiting to see them be in action again we'll just say they don't have enough time to go planet hopping and find anybody else okay i'll take that i'll take it (laughs) because had they not addressed it at all i definitely would have questioned it right but they did and that's really it (laughs) so they said you know okay good thinking so we'll just start with goku uh gohan and boo goku suggests monaka which is another good thing that i liked right because we can't forget that goku is under the impression that monaka is still the strongest fighter in the universe because he's super naive and beerus and them are kind of lying on him lying to him and weiss is like (laughs) sir shouldn't we just tell goku that and he's like no absolutely not (laughs) so i kind of like that um because he has his own reasons for him so not only did they address the question of okay are there any other fighters and other planets that we should be looking at they also brought the monaka thing back around and now they've got both of those things covered beerus says no okay of course we all know that monaka is actually a weakling but Goku doesn't know that. So then Gohan suggests Piccolo and Krillin. And of all people, <laughs> Mr. Satan is the one to say, uh, wait a second. Uh, are you sure about Krillin? Uh, <laughs> he hasn't trained in a while. So he's like, you know, he hasn't he hasn't trained in a while. So is he going to do any good in this fight? I don't know how the hell Mr. Satan knows that. We haven't seen much interaction between Mr. Satan and Krillin, but I guess someone had to say it. But what happens here is that there's this moment to where Goku kind of looks at Gohan and they go and all of a sudden we see sort of this these images of pick of Krillin fighting one of the trio of danger um, and Gohan and Goku are kind of sitting across from each other each other and sort of in this meditative state. Mr. Satan asks what it is. Shin tells him, Supreme Kai tells him that it's an image battle where they're fighting in their minds. Now, this isn't our first time seeing this. This happened earlier in Dragon Ball Super. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Trunks was doing it. But outside of that, and one of my listeners told me that this happened in Dragon Ball Z, but just for some reason, I don't remember it. But apparently they can do this thing to where they can kind of fight in their heads. But the only thing that's kind of weird about it to me is that they're not 
they're not seeing themselves in the fight. <clears throat> they're watching Krillin and one of these other characters. I mean, so I don't, I don't know. I'm a little bit confused as to how <laughs> they could have a realistic sort of uh, vision of how a fight between Krillin and someone else could play out. Because, I mean, they're not Krillin, right? I could see if Goku was thinking about himself, if Gohan was thinking about himself, but they're thinking about two other people. So that's a little weird. Um, so they kind of play out this scenario in their head. I mean, presumably they're trying to get an idea of whether or not Krillin is strong enough, I guess, at his current level with his current abilities to be able to stand a chance against at least one of these fighters in the Tournament of Power. So we see Krillin kind of using every ability that he has. We see the um, Solar Flare, Destructo Disc. He does this uh, this uh, after image technique, which, gosh, I mean, you forget that these characters can do this stuff because the show forgets. It's like, why hasn't he been using that after image thing <laughs> this whole time? Uh, so, and, and Krillin kind of gets the upper hand in their, in their mind. But then at the very end, I guess this is Basil because he uses his kicking sort of energy wave thing and kind of wipes Krillin out now I guess okay even if you're willing to let it slide that they can sort of see this whole thing in their minds together that doesn't involve either of them uh, Krillin loses it but then it doesn't even matter <laughs> because Goku's like nah he, he'll be fine but then what the hell was the point of this Goku <laughs> what was the point because Gohan says based on what we just saw this fight might be too much for Krillin and Goku's just like, nah, he'll be fine. Okay, then what the hell was the point of doing that? <laughs> if you're not going to actually, like, use what you saw, then I don't understand why you did it. Writers, like, what was the point of any of that? If he wasn't, if he just wasn't going to believe it. Because he's saying that, you know, Krillin has trained a lot since then. He's got a brand new technique, apparently. Well, then why didn't you just do the image... Uh, training by yourself using the new techniques and the new training that Krillin has been doing instead of using doing this shared one with Gohan because Gohan doesn't know about Krillin's new techniques so this whole sequence really made no sense <laughs> so but that's okay that's alright basically they're saying okay whatever Krillin will be fine so that's six people uh, Supreme Kai suggested they use Goten and Trunks um I appreciate the fact they acknowledged them too, because I would have I would have done the same thing. I'd have been like, I think I mentioned it before. It's like, why why aren't they using Gohan and Goten and Trunks? I mean, individually, you can say, well, they're not strong enough. But as Gotenks, they're probably more than strong enough to hold their own in some of these fights. But then, of course, you have to sort of uh, consider the fact that that fusion is temporary. Um, but how long does that fusion last? Twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, or something like that, and. The Tournament of Power is supposed to be about like 48 minutes or something. So I don't know, like they probably could have justified that in some way. But what they're saying here is that no, because Goku and it, I, this is not a bad explanation. Um, the tournament is more than just a test of strength. Okay, it's not about just beating the hell out of somebody, killing them or knocking them out. You have to find a way to get them out of the ring. That takes a little bit more strategy. And both Goten and Trunks are too young and inexperienced to know much about strategy. And that's true. I mean, we know exactly what will happen when they turn into Gotenks. They'll just go into this super hyper <laughs> version where he just goes nuts and just wants to destroy people and beat them up. 
and then he'll get his ass thrown out the ring because he's so careless, right? So, uh, then Gohan suggests Master Roshi, which I obviously we knew, we knew that Master Roshi was going to be a part of this because it's in the opening credits. Okay, we already know who the team's going to be based on that. <laughs> so, um, so that that kind of makes this episode even more pointless in a way <laughs> because like. Uh, we already know who the team's going to be. I mean, I get it. They have to kind of, you know, whatever. We, we talked about this before, but I just thought it was interesting that they... Uh, Master Roshi came up even before TN's name came up. Even before Android 18 or 17 or... I mean, they don't. I don't even think they mentioned TN in this episode at all. Like, they don't get to all 10 fighters. Um, but, I mean, I guess we, we know... You know it, they transitioned into it by talking about... They were talking about experience and how Goten and Trunks have... Uh, you know, a lack of experience. So I guess when you think about who has the most experience out of everyone, it's Master Roshi. So, um, <laughs> plus, not, I mean, not only that, who else is there, right? I mean, well, Yamcha's going to show up in a little bit, but uh, very, very interesting. So, uh, Mr. Satan is the one who introduces, uh, suggests Android 18, and then Gohan also uh, brings up Android 17. Um, which is it's just a little bit weird because I don't know. They just, they haven't really mentioned 17 at all. I mean, so it makes you wonder, well, why didn't they go find him, you know, for other situations? But I guess, I guess in their defense, maybe they would say, obviously it's going to take a lot to convince 17 to join up with them. <laughs> so, and Android 18 is probably going to have to be the one to do it. And there's no reason to think that he would have helped them fight, you know, Frieza or Beerus when he first showed up or the Goku Black stuff or any of that, because he first of all, no one knows what the hell he is anyway. And but now maybe this is a situation where, OK, if the entire if every if the existence of everyone is on the line, then maybe that's enough reason for him to kind of come and get back into the fight and everything. Uh, so and there's even a question about, is that allowed? because they're they're both androids can they fight now i i appreciate the fact that they brought this up as a question uh though i never really considered that it could be a problem in terms of the tournament of power because to i mean we if you look around at i mean hell one of the fighters from universe six was a robot <laughs> right like he was a straight up robot magetta was just a robot but it's it's almost like that's his species though right like i think in earth terms he was a robot but like where he's from everybody looks like that so i guess they would say that that for that reason it counts it's not exactly the same thing on earth but there's a lot i mean there are dinosaurs and all sorts of androids and stuff running around on this planet so i would have never thought it would have been a problem but i guess just in case someone was thinking that maybe it would have been they say well they're human based so all of their upgrades were kind of based on like a cellular sort of level of manipulation and enhancement from Dr. Jiro. So they're technically androids, but this is why Android 18 was able to have a baby and stuff because she's not actually a machine. Okay, Android 16, however, was a machine with skin, basically, <laughs> you know, like a Terminator, um, which I'm sure he had to be based on just a little bit, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Android 16 was based on that. Like, there's a reason why he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyway, um, 
So, yeah, and Beerus is saying, I don't care who or what they are. As long as they can win, that's fine. So, at this point, they've 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 uh, named nine people. And they're saying, we need one more. But they're saying, we don't have to figure it out right now. If I was Tian, I'd be hurt. I'd be like, damn, they just thought about nine people. And they're like, who's left? Who haven't we, who haven't we thought about? <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, y'all just going to fuck over my boy Tian like that? Tian's a good fighter, man. Like, he can't keep up with everyone else, but, like, Tian's pretty badass, man. Like, I I love Tian. I love his techniques. You know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how he comes up in the conversation, though. I don't know if they're going to have some alternate people that they think of, and then maybe he'll just come up later or what. But there's not, they've pretty much covered all of the strongest people on the planet, minus Tian and Yamcha. So yeah, and then Supreme Kai does say, you know, there, there, there's still other people on other planets that we could consider as well, um, you know, for that final 10th spot. So I don't know how this is going to play out. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming our 10 fighters are the 10 people they're showing during the opening credits, but who knows what the process of getting to that may be like. Um, maybe they'll find someone completely different to be the 10th spot, and then at the last minute, they'll have to sub in Tian or something. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> but so it's like they're kind of getting a lot of the preliminary sort of stuff out of the way they're asking a lot of questions <laughs> they're answering a lot of that's what makes this episode a little bit weird because it's almost like a Q&A episode it's like as 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 viewers just in case you're asking this question we're going to answer it here you know everything about the androids and and uh, uh, Goten and Trunks and and etc and, and the other planets possibly having people on it these are we're getting a, a bunch of uh answers to questions here and then the next thing they bring up is the sensu beans goku is saying it's time to go stock up on sensu beans well bam we learn right here we can't do that because according to weiss those would be considered outside weapons and uh you can't no sensu beans allowed okay now that doesn't mean people can't heal themselves right because i'm thinking that as long as it's still a part of your natural ability you'll still be able to do it so like boo regenerating and shit like that that should be totally legal because that's a part of his normal power but something like an outside uh substance <laughs> in <laughs> some sort of a you know uh enhancement of, a, of sorts not allowed like sensu beans um which makes sense. I mean, that, that just doesn't sound like it'd be fair in something like this. And Beerus, what, is, what does Beerus say? He says something like, you should just pop one on the sly. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> That's a very Americanized line, by the way. Like, I know there's no way that's a direct translation from Japanese because I don't think they would say you should just pop a few on the fly or, or on the sly I think he says yeah on the sly yeah that's a that's like Americanized speak uh, but I like that I thought it was funny anyway so um, I forgot to mention this but you know Vegeta's kind of walking around trying to decide on a name for the baby right uh, he makes a suggestion, something like Eshelot or something like that. And I, I, I listened to that a couple of times and I, I, I found myself wondering if maybe there was some sort of a, if that was an Easter egg reference to something else, but I couldn't think of anything. So if anybody, I don't know if, it's just, if that's just a random name or if it's something in the Dragon Ball mythology that I'm just forgetting. 
because I found it interesting that they would emphasize him saying that as if there was supposed to be some more meaning behind it. So if I missed something there and you guys know something that I don't know about that name suggestion, please let me know. Email me rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. So, uh, this is the part we've been kind of waiting for, right? Goku goes up and pitches the whole, not the entire tournament power power idea. Like he doesn't tell them that they'll all be destroyed <laughs> if they lose, but he's just kind of telling them about the excitement of fighting stronger people. He mentions the fact that he fought top. And even when he turned super saiyan blue, he wasn't strong enough to beat him. And Vegeta's like, even when you turn blue and, uh, this is kind of explaining that there'll be eight different universes and, you know, in a battle Royale and et cetera. And they're kind of getting his attention a little bit here. Um, <clears throat> And even, you know, Whis is jumping in and saying that it's the day after tomorrow. You know, we need to be ready to go. Vegeta's saying he doesn't know if the kid's going to be around, so he's not going anywhere. So at this point, instead of just, I guess, threatening Vegeta or forcing him to do it, which Beerus could have easily done, you know, um, they just kind of like are trying to convince him to do it. Uh, and Vegeta goes on this little thing about, you know, he because he can tell something's off himself because he's saying that normally you would have wanted to handle this by yourself, Kakarot. You know, you want to fight all these strong people <laughs> so you can show me up. So what's going on? Why are you working so hard to try to convince me to to, you know, to, to take part in this fight? So he's saying that if you really want me to go, then you have to persuade Boma because that's the only way I'll do it. Uh, so then we says, OK, I'll do it. <laughs> so Whis goes up to Bulma <laughs> and I still I still don't know how to feel about this uh, Whis goes up to Bulma <laughs> and says some words he says like this little chant he puts his wand up to Bulma's belly and then he somehow just magically takes the baby out of Bulma's body and there's just baby now it's just it's just a baby there so she didn't even have to go through childbirth or none of that um <laughs> i don't know about this there's something really disturbing about this it's like weiss way to go and like invade a woman's body without her without her permission man like what kind of bullshit is that i get it like these are like supreme beings right but something about that is just just bothers me a little bit like you just he just took it upon himself to go and remove this woman's child from her body without even asking her. <laughs> like, what kind of bullshit is that? She's happy about it. I would have thought Boma would have been a little bit pissed off, right? Like, Boma has an, a temper, and she, she's very tough. She doesn't just let people push her around, but she's like, well, thanks. That made it easier on me. You know, I don't know. It's just a little bit weird. It's a little weird. He just, he just magically makes the baby come out, and it's just baby there. <laughs> all all just to speed up the process so he can get Vegeta in the tournament of power. Uh so yeah, we've got the baby, man. So they just put a rush on that and Boma's just sitting there chilling and now she's got a baby. And of course P the whole the Pilaf gang is in the room and for I cannot understand for the life of me from a story perspective why these characters are still here. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't I was okay with it when they were doing the Trunks and Mai thing because it kind of tied into Future Trunks and Future Mai. Uh, 
And I was like, okay, so we can see this relationship start to develop between these characters as kids now. But they, they haven't even been, like, doing anything with that anymore. They haven't been, like, really fleshing that out. So when you <laughs> when there's a shot, especially because when Weiss comes in, Chi-Chi's like, what are you doing in here, Weiss? You can't just barge in here. Bone was in a very delicate state. But Pilaf can be in here for some reason. Pilaf is allowed to be in the room when Boma's having a baby. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's just getting a little bit out of control now with these with these characters. Like it, it it makes no sense that they would be there throughout any of this when Boma's about to have a baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't. Anyway. They're all saying now, you know, Vegeta, you can compete because the baby's here. Okay? So fine let we just just go around taking women's babies out of their body without fucking asking them about it first and uh i guess that's cool so gohan is saying i'm going to go and tell trunks about it and of course vegeta doesn't know how to react because he's vegeta he's seeing the baby there and he's just kind of standoffish and that's just kind of how he is okay so they're all just kind of standing around looking at the baby and goku's saying that the baby doesn't look like vegeta <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, I'll just kind of pass the baby around and stuff like that. And eventually the baby ends up in the hands of Mr. Satan. And, uh, <laughs> he makes her cry. And then that, and then Vegeta gets, starts to kind of power up in this sort of humorous sort of a way. You know, he's obviously, his temper seems to flare every time she starts to cry. Um, <clears throat> So they continue serving food. We get a nice sort of panning shot of all the foods and all the delicacies there. And Beerus is just kind of chomping down. They're just kind of chilling. And then out of nowhere, um, Yamcha shows up. <laughs> and, you know, they, they, they do like this sort of dramatic reveal where they they kind of do a close-up of the scar on his face and, you know, and stuff like that. And it's cool to see Yamcha. You know, we, I don't think we've seen Yamcha since that baseball game, maybe. Uh, and I gotta tell you, like I, I have a new, a new, like sort of newly found uh, appreciation for Yamcha, <laughs> because he's one of my go-to characters on Dragon Ball Fighters. Like he's, he's kind of the core of my team. You know what I mean? Like he's my go-to guy. Like he's my center player. Like I, I'm probably the best in the game with him. So I've been playing with him so much now that I've like I feel closer to him in a way if that makes any sense. <laughs> so when he came in, I was like, "All right, man, Yamcha's back." Gotta, you know. Um, we'll get more into this later, but the fact that nobody considered Yamcha for the the the, the tournament of power, I think, was sort of a missed opportunity. But we'll talk more about it when when he talks about it. Anyway, so he shows up, he grabs the baby, makes her cry, and the Vegeta flares up again. So he's just kind of standing over there to the side, like, uh, getting infuriated. Now, of course, we have to get a, a scene of, of Trunks finding out that he now has a baby, whatever. He doesn't, they, Gohan didn't think to ask if it was a boy or a girl, so he can't even tell him in this moment. But we get so it's kind of a cute little moment because it's sort of they have this sort of this conversation with him, um, saying that if it's a if it's a little brother, then he can train. They can train together. I mean, I was thinking to myself like, well, if it's a girl, he can train too. I mean, there's no reason why he can't train <laughs> with a girl. Um, but I, you know, they're little guys, so they're probably not going to think about that immediately. Uh, 
but yeah so um yeah they, they have these moments it's sort of little cute moments right because he's starting to he's saying i don't know if i'm okay with the the fact that i have a little brother or sister right now i don't know how to really handle it but they're just it's just it's it's a it's a cute moment it's a cute moment and of course we have to do the sort of obligatory let's ask the older brother the older sibling if they want to hold the the new baby sort of a thing and Boma tells her it's your job to always keep her safe and it, you know, it's a cute moment once again cute I mean they have the happiest babies on, on the <laughs> Dragon Ball has the happiest babies I've ever seen that baby would be sleeping this is a newborn the baby would be sleeping or crying that'd be it okay maybe a little eye opening but not all this laughing and shit <laughs> like newborns don't do all that kind of stuff so Trunks brings the baby over to Vegeta and you know you know it's a little it, it's 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 a sweet it's a sweet sort of a thing and he's saying that's not how you hold her give it to me you know so we knew eventually we get it because he's Vegeta's got this incredibly tough exterior and interior but when it comes to his family we know that he loves him you know now they mention they start to throw around okay well, what are we going to name her and he's like oh as a matter of fact I've been thinking about this all day and that's when Boma solidifies it and she says her name is Bulla okay I've been thinking about his name we're going to call her Bulla and that's it okay so if there was any sort of lingering questions about because this was something we talked about before on the podcast but I think I cleared that up this is 100% the same little girl from the end of Dragon Ball Z and GT the same one okay it was a little bit hard to remember because she she's only showed up in the end of, of the the very last episode of Dragon Ball Z it's like they didn't have a kid 10 years passed and all of a sudden there was this little girl with blue hair walking around with Boma and they never really went much into her at all they did, I don't even know if they really even focused on her she got focused quote unquote in Dragon Ball GT right but this is yeah so this is the same kid this we're just seeing the birth of her here and her name was Bulla then it's Bulla now so um yeah but <laughs> Vegeta's like I want to give her a traditional Saiyan name <laughs> which he didn't seem to care about that when it came to trunks <laughs> but uh you know that man couldn't even look at that he just we shows up just robs him of the pleasure of, of, of watching being there wise child is being born the baby's just taken out magically and they just name the kid without even asking him what he thought about it it's like dude cannot catch a break uh but anyway so we got goku and gohan kind of talking about the excitement of the tournament of power we're going to win it etc goku takes off flies off and says he's going to krillin's place uh, presumably to just pitch the idea to Krillin and maybe get some last minute training in or something like that. Now, this is the moment that I want to talk about. This is where Yamcha backs up and says, hey, what is this tournament of power? So I, I, I like this because it's almost like they weren't even considering him for it. And now he's asking about it. <laughs> so it's it's like a slap in the face to Yamcha, but like it's cool that they're playing it up a little bit here. Uh, and he's getting this idea. He's saying that, well, it's a ma- it's a matter of time before I get my invite. Um, and he's, he's got this plan and said, we're saying, well, if they ask me, I'll turn them down. And then I'll show up at the last minute, some sort of dramatic entrance, which is cool and all that stuff. But there's definitely a part of me that wishes that Yamcha was going to be a part of this. And once again, I don't know how it's going to play out. But based on the opening credits, Yamcha is not a part of the 10. They go with Tian and that's the team. 
Now, Yamcha's probably not very strong at this point, but everyone else is going to have to get power upgrades at some point to stand a chance in this thing. Like Roshi and fucking Tian, like they'll have, you know, so they'll, and there'll be some training and stuff. So they could have done the same thing with Yamcha. Now, what I think is, is that I feel like the Tournament of Power would have been the perfect opportunity to sort of, uh, you know, give Yamcha a second chance, man. <laughs> Yamcha's been sort of a joke throughout for the past 20 years in terms of Dragon Ball, just because he's always getting killed and he's always kind of scared to go into the fights and etc. And he's become like memes and shit. And I think it would have been a perfect opportunity to be like, Yamcha can be a badass. And I wish they would have made him into a badass. Like, still have him be goofy Yamcha. But maybe he trains, he finds, he reaches some new level of power, he discovers some new technique to where he actually is able to hold his own in one of the, in, in like the, in the, in the tournament. And I think it would have been a good opportunity to just kind of like turn that character around and be like, Yamcha. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like DC's doing Aquaman, you know, regardless of what you think about those movies, which I'm not a big fan of any of them. I do think it was kind of, I don't think it was coincidence. They decided to make Aquaman, you know, to, to cast Jason Momoa as Aquaman. You go get currently the most BA looking dude that's probably in the industry right now. Just looks like a dude you would never want to fuck with. And you cast that dude as Aquaman because you're trying to, trying to turn around Aquaman's image. Aquaman's always kind of had this image of just being sort of this goofy dude, this goofy white dude, like (laughs) under the water controlling fish and nobody takes him seriously and stuff. And then you go and you do, you redo him this way. And now all of a sudden he's like this badass. What they could have given like Yamcha a second chance and kind of changed his image a little bit with turning the power. And he kind of flies off and maybe we'll never see him again. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But or maybe he will show up in some sort of super dramatic last moment, like he said. But I, I just don't know how that's gonna, how that could possibly happen. But okay, so then we get Vegeta saying Bulla, you know, is not the worst name after all. Uh, and we get this sort of final shot because Gohan, Goku's gonna fly around, and I guess, I guess we're gonna spend the next however many episodes. Uh, with Goku recruiting the rest of the team because Roshi needs to know 18 needs to know they need to find 17 they have to find Tian and let him know about all of this so Piccolo needs to know so I'm hoping they don't you know spend too much time on that but I also I wouldn't mind getting more than one episode because we we have about however many hours left 36 hours or whatever I mean we could get two or three episodes in that's just them recruiting the people and also getting some last minute training in letting them know the stakes and just getting prepped i'd like to see that i don't want to see one episode where they get everybody into the next episode the tournament of power starts let's see them preparing for this let's see a little bit of concern on their faces let's see you know because i mean it stands to reason that 18 hasn't been training either if, if krillin hadn't been training 18 for damn sure hadn't been training but I guess she never had to train, did she? <laughs> I mean, she just had power because she was an android. Uh, but but I mean, how much stronger could she be now than she was then? I mean, they they they've all transcended that power, and I don't know if her power, these androids' power, work the same way. Like, do their power levels rise naturally through key, or is it because they're androids? They have to be upgraded through some sort of a machine or something it'd be kind of cool to to have some sort of 
explanation of that um, within the next couple episodes, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. So uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what they leave off the episode at. So uh, what do you think about that? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, once again, head over to Facebook, like the page, you know, the usual stuff. Don't tune out yet. I'm not done plugging stuff. Uh, head to YouTube channel, subscribe, like that, all of that shit, subscribe, comment, you know, leave me a review, all that stuff, good stuff, etc. Uh, I'm very tired now, so I'm going to go ahead and sign out. So remember that the next episode of the podcast will be a little delayed because I will be going out of town again. So, uh, but that gives you even more time to get your emails in questions, concerns, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you get them in. And when I get back, I'll jump on it. And we'll talk about it and we'll, 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 we'll run this thing. We'll head into the tournament of power pretty soon. Okay. So until next time for rock dragon podcast, I am Tim Bridgewater and I will see you guys uh, a little bit later than normal.